I'm Becca, compulsive overeater restrictor exerciser. And normally I feel like I've stopped getting nervous and this recording is making me really nervous. Um, and that's because I listen to podcasts all the time from every region, um, San Francisco, all the LA ones, you know, so um, podcasts are really important to me. So that's why I'm nervous. So if I say stuff that sounds crazy, I can blame it on this. Um, thank you so much, Tara, for asking me to speak. It's really nice to be back here. When I first moved to San Francisco, this was my home meeting. Um, and then I moved just a mile down, and I don't make it to this meeting anymore. Um, but I am I'm really grateful to be back, and it's so fun to see a full room here. Um, I want to, I, I feel like I always start off when I'm speaking a kind of really sharing that the um, my wildest dreams have come true because of this program um and life's still really hard and today's a really good example of that um today was a really hard day and i will explain that because i it will just come out in my share and still my wildest dreams have come true and i have a life that um yes yeah, beyond my wildest dreams i've been in these rooms i came in 10 years ago on uh, christmas eve was when I came in and it took me six months to get abstinent. Um, and with that, um, I will definitely do what it was like, what happened and what it's like now, but it's gonna be all over the place because that's how my brain works. Um, but when I say I became abstinent six months, it happened to me, I didn't ha make it happen. Um, August 1st, 2010, I woke up and like, it. I was abstinent. Um, I have no idea so many times, and my abstinence is no obvious desserts, but that is very fluid. Um, I, and I'm fairly sure my sponsor would agree with this, almost positive, it would take a lot for me to break my abstinence. Like, I would have to really try hard. Um, and even then, I'm pretty sure she'd be like, that's, you know, I don't think we should, who knows? You know, I can't read her mind, but, um, I have a very flexible abstinence because I am very much a compulsive overeater, a restrictor, and an exerciser. So I don't like living in the gray. I like living in the black and white. So my challenge in this program is to live in the gray, um, which I hate because I really like good, bad. I like having boxes to keep me safe. Um, so what it was like, um, I don't think I was a compulsive overeater from the start. Um, no one else in my family is, so I, I think it's in my genes, but I think, you know, I grew up not really caring a lot about food. I always loved sugar, and that was always a huge part of my story. You know, like, vacations, I would, you know, everything focused around this or that, but I could start something, not finish it, you know, like, um, and my body was never something that really was big for me until high school, and I was a big, I was part of this big group of girls who were all fairly, you know, objectively small in size, and we talked about how fat we were all of the time. Um, and I took it to the extreme. Like, my friends, you know, everyone enjoyed talking about it. Like, I would talk about it every second I possibly could. It was like, the only thing that made me feel okay was talking about how bad I was. I don't, I don't even know if it made me feel okay, but it was just, I was so obsessed with it. That lasted for a really long time. Um, and I remember in college having a moment where I was like, oh my goodness, this is so boring. 
forever. Like, I am boring myself. Like, everyone else must be so bored hearing me talk about how big my bowl of vegetables were and how fat I am because of it. Like, it, it's just crazy when I think back how normal I felt. Like, it took me a while to realize. Um, but I will say, <clears throat> no matter what my physical size was and how much I actually, big I was, I felt like I took up so much space and so much more space than people I would look at and be like, I know, you know, if we got in the scale next to each other, or like I would have way less, and I felt like I took up twice as much space as them. And just, I, and that lasted for a really long time. And I, the crazy thing is, I still have days where I feel that. And today's a little bit one of those days um, where I just feel like I take up more space than anybody else. Um, so yeah, I definitely went through the ups and downs with weight. My weight swings don't aren't huge. Um, I weighed probably about 20 pounds less than this and about 20 pounds more than this, all within a very short period of time, um, college mostly. Um, definitely my disease took off. And my freshman year of college is my low for compulsive overeating. And my junior year when I studied abroad was my low for I was given the diagnosis of anorexia, which I fought like crazy, and my therapist who gave it to me, it was like this huge ordeal, because I was gonna be on my record, and I had to have, I didn't want it to follow me around. My mom got involved. It was like this huge, crazy ordeal, which is ridiculous, you know, all part of the disease. Um, but those times were some of the scariest and worst of my life, and I, just the out of control. Um, feelings that I had, um, especially for me with compulsive overeating. I, with restriction, um, what brought me into these rooms was the compulsive overeating because when I came home from college, I was living at my parents' house for a little bit and I didn't know what I was gonna do and a lot of scary things that are all just normal transition and I was compulsive overeating and that brought me into these rooms because if I was just restricting, I never would have because I feel really comfortable in that space and I still do today and it's definitely something I'm in constant work with my sponsor figuring out like, am I restricting or am I okay? Like I, I still have no idea and I don't have to know um, and I'll get into that with my higher power. I have a lot of I have no ideas. Um, in these program in these rooms but um i always like to tell about how i actually found these rooms and figured out it was a compulsive overeater was um i worked in a medical office back then before i went back to school and i was at the front desk and i opened someone's chart and i saw the word it said compulsive overeater on the front closed it up and then like later that day I went home and looked up the word compulsive overeater and I was like, oh my goodness, I remember I like was sobbing and my mom came home and I was like crying. I was like, I am a compulsive overeater. And like she bought me all the literature. But um, months down the line, she was, that woman was my sponsor. Um, and the best, I, she moved away cause I, it was at UC Berkeley. So she was a grad student, moved across the country, but she was the most incredible sponsor. Um, she was, she just meant so much in my program and I just love like how I found out about compulsive overeating was because of her. Um, okay, my brain. Um, <clears throat> and then as soon as I did come into these rooms, I immediately knew I was, there was not a moment where I questioned I wasn't in the right spot. I remember sitting down after like I got all the literature and like reading step one and 
I could not believe that like I, I kept on like reading to my whole family like, and this and like eating burnt from frozen food and that's still you know even 10 years in I find myself sometimes eating like a little bite of something before I put it in the toaster and I don't eat the whole thing I don't want it but like I can't not like it's just these like ingrained patterns I'm like why and like my dad my husband will cut off the like burnt toaster bread and I'll, I'll eat that I'm like not eating that food at all but like that's the part I decide is for me um I don't know why I just shared that. Well, other parts, I never dated <clears throat> before I came into these rooms. I, I came into these rooms, I was 22. Never dated, always so self-obsessed and obsessed with being perfect that like I couldn't let anyone in. Um, so I never dated and I started dating my now husband and partner of 10 years like a couple months before I came into these rooms and there is no way it ever would have worked if I would have kept him at a distance because he couldn't see me or had to think I was perfect. And if you actually see me, how could I be perfect? Um, and I actually, I have, there's so much current that I wanna share about, but I actually now have um, a two-year-old, an older than two-year-old through these rooms and got my higher power, which I'll talk about, has gotten me through all of it. I was so worried about all of the body stuff that would come up um, around being pregnant and after being pregnant. And my higher power has, until this today, of course, my higher power <laughs> has taken so much of that um, and carried it for me. Um, so I, before program, also had no idea about what faith meant. I literally, it was a foreign word to me just because, like, I, faith, like, I grew up, um, in a Jewish household, you know, culturally Jewish, I was bought mitzvah, we celebrated the holidays, but zero religion. Like, I had no idea. Um, and I have a lot of faith now. That's one, one of the most amazing things about this program is I have a higher power that is everything. Um, I had a really hard time defining higher power because what is God? Like, I had to be something, just like I like to really put things in my boxes. Um, and my higher power, like I kept on trying to make it all of these amazing things like love, light, nature, beauty, connection. And I had to let all of that go and say God was everything. Like I truly believe God is like all of the love and connection in this room. God is me and my inner voice. Like, God is everything. Um, and that is what finally helped me believe um, in a higher power and be able to turn things over. Right now, I am struggling a little bit. I am back on step, I've worked through the steps a few times, but I'm back on step three and trying to turn my, li the, my life and the, to over to the, and will over to the care of a loving higher power that does love me. I know my higher power loves me. I know the higher power wants the best of me, but I also am not quite willing to turn my body over. Like I know I still am held on to a certain body. Um, and I, I'm in the process of doing all the steps and writing an advertisement for my higher power and all these things, even though I have a higher power that is looking out for me, I need, you know, and I know that's gonna happen. Like, I know I'm gonna get to the point where, oh, of course, like, I can do this. Um, a lot has happened, so it's really interesting that I'm speaking right now because I'm in a pretty tough spot in my program because I'm, work, I'm, I'm, I'm having to work really hard, my program really hard right now because my life feels really out of control. 
Um, and I think that's the beauty of program for me is that the harder my life in is, the more beautiful my program gets. Um, because I, it has to. Um, if I'm, and I, that's the only answer I have. Like when things get hard, I can't turn to anything but my program because my program encompasses so much. Like I tried to, I've tried so many times to like give it all to my husband. He can't. He doesn't even know where to start. He never makes me feel better. I turn it over to a fellow, I mean, a little bit maybe, but like <laughs> I turn it over to a fellow who tells me to turn it over to someone else, who tells me to ask my higher power. Like that's how it all starts to get figured out. Um, I mean, today was an impossible day. I decided to get on the scale. Why? I don't know. Actually, I do know. I was feeling good. Finally, I've been, I had this really hard thing happen. I, I, I think I, even with the tape, I think I'll share. I had, a, I had a miscarriage a few months ago, not even a few months ago, not that long ago, um, and it brought up a lot of body stuff, um, both food and body image. But finally today, I was feeling okay, so I got on the scale because of course my vanity was like, I need to validate that I feel okay. It was not a number that I felt comfortable with. Um, and there's a lot else, there's a lot of other things going on, so it kind of all escalated. And right now, I feel crazy and I feel okay. And I will say, um, fellows got me through this, my sponsor got me through this, knowing that I was coming to a meeting tonight got me through this. And like, I could do, like, I had the tools to know how, where to go. Um, I, I, the first thing I always do was call my husband and my mom and all these people and it like it never works it's just crazy to me that that's still my go-to um and i feel like i'm learning that that is that you know 10 years only took me like there are places to take it and it's it's here um and sitting here right now i still feel crazy i feel a little frantic but i know i'm okay i know um it will pass and Tomorrow I'll wake up and it'll be a whole other set of issues that I need to turn over, um, and I'll do that. Um, I, I, my guess is that my time is about to wrap up, but I will also say this program brought me to the another program, which I'm working not as hard as I work this program because this is like definitely my main program, but it's definitely making me look at my relationship with myself more than anything else. Um, and my core of everything is my need to appear um to control your vision of me um so i always thought i'm not a controlling person but i realized i am a controlling person but all i care about is me via you <laughs> so that's really i need to work i'm right now i'm working ellen on to really look at what i actually want and i'll wrap up but who i am and what i want because i have no idea and 12 step and OA and, and these other programs are the things that are going to get me there. Um, I'm going to say this last thing because I really think I have a lot of grief for all the time that I missed in college, especially from this disease. And I'm also really grateful that I have it because I'm getting to figure out who I am and my relationship with myself and all of these things. So, well, it is sad. It's also wonderful. <laughs> So thank you so much. Mm -hmm.